is Citadel, the new Enron. April 7th, 2021. I'm reading Nicholas Nassim Taleb's book, Anti-Fragile, right now. And the first ethical principle he cites is, quote, the first ethical rule. If you see fraud and do not say fraud, you are a fraud, end quote. I am not a fraud. Citadel is our generation's Enron. Read this diligence article today on Reddit, and wow, is the financial world in for a wake-up call. I would highly recommend you spend the time to read this, as well as the other articles this amazing Redditor, called Adabit, has put together. You spell it A-T-O-B-I-T-T. Go search it up on Reddit, go search it up on Google. He's written some incredibly written articles and well-researched. He's showing that Citadel's accounting books are completely fraudulent. Essentially, Citadel, the parent company, owns numerous subsidiary companies that buy and sell U.S. treasuries to each other. The same company is trading with itself. When they do with the accounting for each subsidiary company, they don't disclose all the information. Neither the parent company nor the affiliate company is accounting for losses because the accounting is showing they're covering each other's books. That's fraud. They've been hiding the transactions for years, years. FINRA, who's supposed to be a regulatory body that monitors these things, has slapped nominal fines on them, but obviously that hasn't stopped them. It's worth paying millions of dollars in settlements when you're making billions of dollars on the back end. All of this will likely come out once AMC and GameStop squeeze, but there's going to be a lot of shady stuff going on behind the scenes. I'm more convinced than ever that Robinhood was told by Citadel, their number one revenue generator, and source of keeping their own business alive to stop allowing buying when GameStop's stock squeezed in January. We know for a fact, based on the SEC report that came out, that was true. Citadel and Robinhood spoke the day before they shut off buying January 28, 2021. That is 100% a fact. And the craziest thing, I wrote this article April 2021, did not know that. Getting back to the article, sorry. They will cite the collateral requirement which is partially true, but you cannot convince me that there are no phone calls, conversations, or documents between people connected to Citadel and people connected to Robinhood about that decision. It's true. I refuse to believe it. The U.S. government needs to subpoena all the documents and communications because there's something going on. When the next squeeze happens, it could get violent. If Robinhood or other brokerages pause buying again, you know exactly who's guilty. Citadel has no clothes. So, what did I do after learning about Citadel today? I just finished the Enron documentary made in 2005 titled Enron, The Smartest Guys in the Room. And there are so many similarities. I have a link to watch it in the article itself, and you can watch it for free, or you can go online and buy the book called Enron, The Smartest Guys in the Room. Fascinating story and really explains the playbook of basically what Citadel is doing. Quick overview of the Enron scandal. 
Enron's leadership fooled regulators with fake holdings and off-the-book accounting practices. Enron used special-purpose vehicles, called SPVs, or special-purpose entities, called SPEs, to hide its mountain of debt and toxic assets from investors and creditors. The price of Enron's share went from 90.75 at the peak to 26 cents at bankruptcy. The company paid its creditors more than $21.7 billion from 2004 to 2011. For more extensive overview, check out this article that I linked that goes over the whole thing. It's worth reading into. It starts with the people at the top. Who led Enron? Two guys named Kenneth Lay and Jeffrey Skilling. They were the ultimate con artists. They made Wall Street and investors believe that all of their profits were legit. They fooled the whole world for decades. Meanwhile, they were making up the entire accounting as they were going along. Mark-to-market accounting. Look it up. Another interesting thing is Kenneth Lay and Enron were also the biggest contributors to President George Bush's campaign for president. As mentioned in the movie, they were best friends. Enron was in tight with the president and politicians who controlled all of the energy markets. Now, you may be asking, how is this similar to today's situation? I read this article that goes into Ken Griffin's background, the man at the top of Citadel. Ken Griffin is the number two donor to the Republican Party and spent $66 million a year ago in donations. He spent $54 million in one year to get a tax bill killed in Illinois. And he spends hundreds of millions of dollars in political contributions to Republicans. Do you see any similarities here? Citadel has grown into becoming one of the largest market makers on Wall Street. Goldman executives have been telling insiders that Citadel is their biggest threat to its trading business. It's responsible for order flow for at least nine brokers. Nine brokers and banks on the street use Citadel to transact their clients' orders. Not just Robinhood, but E-Trade, TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, Webull, Ally Invest Securities, First Trade, and TradeStation, among others. The key thing is brokers don't only use Citadel, but still, Citadel is responsible for a lot of action in the market. They are one of the largest market makers on Wall Street. Too big to fail, right? I don't think so. But we have to wait and see. It's possible Robinhood will stop people from buying to the meme stocks like AMC and GameStop once they squeeze again to cover Citadel. Citadel, Melvin, and other hedge funds are over-leveraged. They're going to get margin called, and they're going to have to start liquidating positions. The market is going to collapse. What happens after that? Will Congress hold hearings with Citadel and investigate what they've been doing behind the scenes in the treasury market? They have to, right? There will be lots of questions. Did the banks know? How much did the banks know? I bet the answer is yes. How do you think Bill Huang and Archegos happened? 
the banks were too overleveraged and did not hold enough collateral. Did they know how much other leverage each other were using? Maybe not, but they were happy to give this guy billions of dollars in free money with no interest. The other question now is how much overleveraged crap are the banks holding? My guess is exactly the same as it was in 2008. A lot of it. You know the other thing that's crazy about this whole situation? CLOs. Collateralized Loan Obligations. You know what brought down the U.S. market in the 2008 crisis? CDOs. Collateralized Debt Obligations. As Steve Carell's beautifully describes in The Big Short, it's like crap being piled on top of crap, constantly traded between banks. What happens when people cannot pay their debt? They start defaulting. Companies are about to go through that. There are tons of zombie companies out there right now in America. COVID hammered them. Because the US government is buying corporate debt, everything looks great. But they cannot keep these companies alive forever. Evolve or die. I came to this conclusion because of something I read in The Atlantic back in July 2020, titled The Looming Bank Collapse. Great article, linked it in the, in the blog post I wrote, but you can also search it online. Highly recommend you read it. It's well worth the read, especially in today's environment, because there could be multiple collapses on top of, it, of each other. We might be in more crap than even I understood. Why? The biggest transfer of wealth from institutions to retail the stock market may ever see. Citadel could be exposed as a fraudulent company. They need to be held accountable for their crimes. However, if you look at Enron's scandal, this likely plays out over multiple years and it's possible no one goes to prison. The banks are overleveraged like crazy. Once margin calls start happening, it's over. CLOs are being traded in the background and the banks are continuing to prop up zombie companies. This could get ugly potentially uglier than we've ever seen before in history. All because a bunch of people on the internet learned about the stock market. What a crazy world we live in. I just want to add, so I wrote this April 2021, and I got a message last summer from a random person on Twitter asking them to repost this. They reposted it. It got posted on Superstonk, which is where I got the idea from originally and had thousands of upvotes. I had comments of people telling me that I should continue writing about this and talking about this because it felt so clear. That's what I want to try and do, is show what I've thought and read about and wrote about for the last two years. Some of it is this, a lot of it is not, but as you can tell and see, I don't think we're in a good place and it's not going to get better. It's going to get much worse before it does. But in order for us to get through it, the people that have created the problems need to be held accountable. And if it's what happens in 2008 and they're not, we will continue to have this again and again and again and again. So we need to do something about this. And the way we do something about this is to get educated, to understand what happens, and to dig in and investigate. So hope this was helpful. Hope you learned something from it. Keep going.
You're doing great.